Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. And we got a good one for you today. Uh, I've been off for a few days. It was uh, it was my birthday weekend. I turned 21. So I was a little busy. I was Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was a little busy these past few days. Um, try to pay attention to, to everything the best we can. So we're going to get into everything that I missed over the weekend. I know Tommy talked about it yesterday, but um, we're going to talk about the NHL awards, the Petrangelo news, uh, and the Stanley Cup final. Uh, lots, to, lots to cover. Yeah, I'm pretty what, excited. What guys- but first of all, let's start with the how was how was your weekend, Josh? What were your festivities I, like? I want to uh, hear about this. All right, all right. Um, I had a great weekend. My my buddy from home uh, drove down from Mass to Maryland uh, on Friday, eight hours in the car to spend my birthday with me, which was really nice. That's um, so shout out to him for that. Uh, and then Saturday, Sunday, just kind of relaxed. Didn't have a whole lot of homework, which was great. Uh, had a little, I got a little surprise party thrown for me on Sunday, which was nice. I haven't had one of those since I was like 10. <laughs> um, no, but it was nice. And then, yeah, Monday, I had to get on that homework grind, unfortunately, get all my work done for the week because Tuesday was my birthday. Uh, which was which was great. I turned twenty one, so I got to like legally purchase a drink at, yeah. at, at a restaurant, which was really weird. Yeah, those Canada I, folks I, don't know because it's eighteen. Twenty one yeah. is a big deal. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a big one. Uh, I went there and I, and I handed my, my my vertical ID with a picture of me from when I was like fifteen on it, and they brought me back alcohol. I'm like, really? This 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 is this is legal now? This is just how it's gonna be. Um, but it was a great time. Maybe my most memorable memorable birthday ever, for sure. That's sick. Did you do you um, remember most of it, or is it all? Just- I do, I do. No, okay. I, I okay. my memory's my memory's pretty strong. Um, one of my favorite parts was was last night. I was at a, I was at dinner with my girlfriend, and she goes, "Oh my god, I almost forgot. I got you something else." She pulls out her phone. She pulls out a video. It's it's Nathan Walker, I guess, just like sitting in his backyard, uh, <laughs> recording it, recording a, a front facing video. Uh, hey, Josh, uh, just just hoping you, I can't do an Australian accent, so I'm not even gonna try. Um, <laughs> but but he's like, hey, Josh, hoping you hoping you have a great 21st birthday, whatever. Hoping your day is amazing. Like just wish me happy birthday. I'm like, oh my god, how would you pull that off? She she pulls out her phone and she's got like she DM'd pretty much the entire Blues organization on Instagram. Um, and I guess Nathan Walker was the only one who responded. So wow. shout out to him. That's pretty sick, um, honestly. Yeah, it was great. It was great. It was a, it was <laughs> it was a surprise for sure. But it, it was sweet. Uh, what about you? How was your weekend? Any, anything, uh, anything not special? bad, honestly. I did some homework. Uh, I hung out with some friends. Social distancing, of course. But oh, I don't know. Besides that, like just kind of run the mill stuff. Got yeah, definitely <laughs> got a lot of homework done. Watched some football. Yeah. So, oh yeah, football's been a good time. Yeah. Football's been a good time. Except for all those injuries, man. Yeah, I don't know what that and in my money league, of course, I have Saquon Barkley, so that's great. Second pick of the draft the, out for the season. Do you see the the Tyrod Taylor news? Yeah, I don't the, that the, sounds the like team, an absolute the, nightmare. The team doctor, I guess, was trying to give him a like a cortisone shot for a bruised rib and and it accidentally punctured his lung by mistake. Oh my lord! I'm pretty sure their their team doctor, if it's still the same guys it was a couple of years ago, is like 
older than dirt, dude. Like he was just like I remember them showing him on the sidelines, and he just looked like he was ready to deteriorate at any second. So wow. I don't know, man. Maybe, and I feel like this could lead to like more stuff like that coming out too, because like I don't know, like with with all the injuries that Tarasenko's had, it's like maybe well, maybe the Blues team doctor isn't that great. Um, from guys like, I don't know. It feels like there's a lot of guys that go outside of the system, not just the blues either, just like in any teams that go outside to see like specialists, like outside of the team doctors. Um, so I don't know. And I think I forgot who it was, but someone already tweeted like a story of Phil Rivers walking onto the field with an IV still in his arm because they told him they took it out. So, I mean, this could be the start of a, of a, of a huge influx of news regarding medical field sports. Well, I mean, yeah. If you if you remove that uh, that instance from the sports field, you're uh, you guys going to prison there for medical malpractice. That's what like, I'm saying, like that's this is no like oh fluke funny injury. It's no, this is like that. That's like someone who's a uh, te- yeah. licensed medical professional making a potentially fatal mistake. Yikes! Yeah, um, yikes. Uh, that's that's crazy, man. I, I don't know. Football is. I feel like football has always been the most. I mean, obviously, has always been the most grueling sport, and I think we're getting more of an indication of that this year with the weird little format of of them not having as much training heading into it and all that stuff because uh, injuries have been a plenty, lots of tears, dislocations, a lot of ACLs, which you never a lot of ACLs on consecutive plays for the Niners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's God tough. Almighty, that's, that's tough. my defense that's too. Tough. So. Mm. Oh <laughs> no! It's so hard to watch, bro. So you had a so you had a you had a really rough Sunday, is what you're saying? Yeah, it was kind of rough. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not yeah. gonna. Lie. All right, all right. Let's reel this in. Let's talk about. Let's talk some hockey, Tommy. Where do you want to go to first? Um, should we do? Let's let's preview tonight's game. All right, all right. So let's start there, and then we can finish, yeah. round it off with the whole shebang of Petrangelo and everything going on there, and the awards. Yeah. Or right, I guess right, do you so, want to start with the awards or the cup? Uh, let's start with the cup since we're there. We got yeah. we're we're heading into a first ad break soon, so that'll be perfect timing. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, the Tampa Bay Lightning and Dallas Stars are are in the Stanley Cup final. Although it doesn't really feel like it. I don't know if the NHL is just not promoting it at all, but I found myself kind of forgetting that the Stanley Cup final is going on right now. Yeah. Um, but it it is happening, um, and the games have been rather entertaining so far. Uh, Stars took the first one four to one, and Lightning won the second one three to two. Um. The stars can hang. I was, I was skeptical about about their 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 ability to to match up with the lightning, um, but they they impressed in game one and game two. You know, even though they they lost, they they still look like they belonged. I think this might go seven. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Because I I'm in the same boat as you, just on the opposite end of the bow. I guess I think I underestimated Tampa Bay's ability to come back and fight against this team that has so much great and get uh, point production from players that aren't just the big names on their roster. Uh, we even saw Kevin Shattenkirk, Kevin Shattenkirk with a goal the other night. Old yeah. old buddy there. So uh, yeah, man, I think it's going seven two. It's going to be a slobber knocker. I'm stoked. It's going to be so much fun. It, yeah, it's. I mean, it's been fun so far already um you know we've had it 4-1 but it was probably a little bit closer than the score indicated in that one i know tampa kind of made it close at the end there um and then yeah tampa goes up 3-0 dallas pushes back and almost ties it up so a similar similar uh 
similar sort of game. You know, team goes out to an early lead, the other team gets a goal or two, gets them back in it, and it's all about hanging for dear life for the rest of the game. But yeah. at this rate, um, who knows? Who knows? It's been first goal has been huge, but other than that, there really hasn't been a whole lot of consistency in this series. It's been very, very, very back and forth. Yeah, and I think I think the goalies I mean, really, like, up and down their lineup, I think the way that they're both playing right now, they match up so well against each other. Mm -hmm. Like, the goalies are both, I mean, you probably got the two best goalies in the playoffs throughout the entire playoffs right now. Mm -hmm. Um, In the Stanley Cup final, you got production, like I said, from Braden Braden Point, who's just playing out of his mind. Kucherov, if Tampa Bay wins, I think Kucherov or Point will probably be the Conn Smythe, but it might go to Kucherov just because he's got the bigger name. Um, mm-hmm. Heiskanen's obviously doing his thing. Klingberg's obviously doing his thing. Uh, just guys top to bottom. Pavelski doing his thing and opening the door for Kudobin. Did you see that video? <laughs> so he didn't have to I open did, on his I way did. to the eyes. That's cool. That's funny. I love to see that. That's but funny. it's weird. Mm-hmm. Like like you talked about, it is. It does kind of feel like like it's weird and not really like the Stanley Cup because usually they do like all these hype videos and like the the weekly slow-mos and stuff like that and i i don't know if i'm just missing them or like it just doesn't feel like they're and and probably COVID has something to do with that like guys trying to do their job from like different locations i guess or i don't know but yeah who knows it does it does feel weird it's yeah it's a little weird it's a little little disappointing a little underwhelming you know what else can be can be disappointing Tommy, shopping for auto parts. It's frustrating. You know it. You've been there. You walk into your 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 local auto parts store. You walk up to the counter man and he 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 tells you only the parts that they've got in store, charging you ridiculous prices. It's taking forever. You don't want to go through that. But tell you what, you can you don't have to go through that. You got rockauto.com at home and in your pocket on your computer. You don't even need an account. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com brand... Uh, catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. It will be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, Tommy. Before we before we move on, I know you just mentioned um, the uh, the bubble and COVID having a little bit to do with the the, the weird uh, sort of lack of intensity. And I want to ask, did you see that Greg Wyshynski article that came out over the weekend? I did actually. I really liked it, honestly. And yeah. The fact that they I kept the players' names anonymous, I think. Well, that was cool. Like because they could actually say like how they really felt instead of putting out like the PR answers that like just kind of not really like bootlicking the NHL, but you kind of have to, when your name's attached to something, otherwise you get like shunned or outcasted, I guess. Um, right. so it was cool to see their actual like opinions of how everything played out, but it sounds right. from what it sounds like, it's not going to be happening again, uh, next season, especially for the entirety of the season. But if they right. say, if they say that that's the only way it's going to happen, then I guess they'll bite the bullet. But 
Yeah, basically, I mean, some of the highlights for me, or not even highlights, but some of the things that stuck out for me was, I know one of the quotes was, some guys, you know, some guy was like, he, I, I haven't even been outside in four to five days. Like, just been been in my room, staring at yeah. the wall, and like then going looking to forward to the bus rides. I think that was right. There was a part in there like right. that's wild. Yeah, these guys are like felt know, like a prison yard, and, and, right? And and, and and granted, again, you know, their amenities are great, whatever. You know, not to not to be too serious about it, but it's got to be tough for for going from a, a regular hockey life where you're going from home with your family back to the to the rink and then back home. Like you're you get off the ice, and the only thing you can do is go back to your room and watch film. That's it. 24-7 engaged in hockey and then you're taking the elevator down and oh look it's the the coach of the opposing team that you're that you've been playing for, for the past two weeks and you hate with all your guts but you yeah. gotta hold the elevator door open for him and say oh hey uh, <laughs> what floor um yeah just a it's, weird it's, dynamic it's, it's weird yeah it's gotta be weird and i think especially um so what was it that the edmonton bubble was a lot nicer than the toronto one or was it the other way around i think that's right. i think it's no no it's the other way. the toronto bubble was nicer than the edmonton one because players were getting frustrated when they moved from the Toronto one to the Edmonton one because th- that's oh, where they yeah, are now. Yeah, yeah. So the Toronto one was a lot nicer. Had They had like a full soccer field that they could play on and stuff like that. Um, and like, I guess I guess they were pro- promised amenities that they didn't get. Regardless, it seems like a lot of players were unhappy. And I know earlier in the year, or earlier in this month, we had like that article that came out with the Caps just basically treating this as a vacation. Um, so it seems like that was a pretty common theme that players weren't, weren't the biggest fans of of the amenities and, and the living situation. So it'll yeah, be and interesting it's, it to sounded see how like even, fares. even like the, yeah, even like the location within the hotel of itself, like where the teams were staying, like if one was like, had rooftop access or like to a pool and like teams on the ground floor, like couldn't get there and had no chance of like ever going up there or like teams that were right next to the tunnel really only saw like, uh, like uh, probably an eighth of the entire hotel because they were just like, all in one area and really it sounded like the most fun they had was just going to the bar and getting drinks (laughs) with the with the guys but like you said if you see like other teams there that you're fighting against and coaches and stuff that like you want to rip their head off during the games like it's hard to like enjoy yourself at the same time so strange yeah yeah i mean hockey as we know is a very mentally demanding commitment um we've talked about it with like goalies but with players as well just the 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 mental fortitude that it takes to lock in for that period of time and sort of not having the ability to remove yourself from hockey has got to be very taxing on these guys to just sort of be in that extremely intense locked in mindset for every single day for the past three months Mm -hmm. it's got to be taking a toll on these guys for sure uh, but who knows? It's we're getting towards the end. Can you believe that? It it, it feels like it's lasted forever. Feels like this season's been a full like calendar year. Probably because it has been. <laughs> <laughs> we're get. I mean, what did it start? Like October? Yeah, we're almost. Yeah, we're almost eleven months like now. Yeah, there you go. Shit. All right. All right. Tell you what, we're getting close to the so like second ad break. But before we do, let's let's get let's get started on our next topic. Alex Petrangelo. There has been. I don't know if you could call it good news, but there has been the best news we've seen so far, so far coming out yeah. of the Petrangelo camps. Um, I think a couple of weeks ago it came in that Petrangelo's requested number was around 8.5, right? Um, am, I, am, I, am I crazy? Yes. Or is that, well, yeah. it, he – and from what I understand, he wants to make around 
like what Yossi's making, probably a little bit less. So I think I would say the magic number 8. is eight point five to nine. If the blue, okay. yeah, if the blues, if the blues come up to eight point five, I think he signs. So I think, and then what was the blues? The blues report that came out last week was seven, seven or seven point five. Seven point seven. Okay, yep. so the blues report that came out last week was seven point seven, and also Over the five, biggest issue two, was. Right, and then the biggest issue was like the term and stuff like that. So seven point seven over five, and Petrangelo didn't know the structure or anything like that, and that's why yeah. he was very hesitant. Today, it comes out that the Blues are now offering an eight, an eight by eight, which is probably a hell of a lot closer to yeah. what Petrangelo wants. I love that. And then, and then also the little tidbit that I think might go under the radar that I saw that I don't know if we can hold to, to put too much weight in yet, but I, I don't remember where it was, but I saw something that said, basically said the seems like the biggest issue at that, at this point is the structure slash bonuses. So sounds like the hard part is getting a little, a lot of progress done. And then it's just the nitty gritty, you know, dotting your I's, crossing your T's. That's what that made it sound like, at least for me, that they're getting a lot. They made a lot more progress on the initial big money part. And now it's just signing bonuses payment structure, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that's my that, hope. Yeah, that's the thing for me is I, I think you hit the nail on the head is that Petrangelo probably wants a signing bonus. And I think the problem is that Armstrong never does signing bonuses. So he's probably mm-hmm. hesitant to do it and like doesn't want to do it, but Petrangelo wants to. Um, but yeah, definitely a step in the right direction. Hopefully it happens. Hopefully they get it done. Uh, this feels a lot more like a respectful offer than 7.7 over 5, which isn't really close to what right. Petra was asking. So Right, right. And also, it's nice to know that the report that contract talks had broken off was just false. Um, <laughs> because... Yeah, that 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 came out, and then like two hours later, some some other tweet was like, uh, "No." Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it was it was a tough it was a tough tough little weekend in terms of that. But the, the I keep looking back at the Stamkos uh, fiasco from a couple of years back when basically everyone besides Steven Stamkos, I guess, thought that he was leaving Tampa, and the next thing you know, he came back. So that yeah. that just reminds me that we have no idea really what's going on behind the scenes. We only know as much as the agents want us to know and stuff like that so yeah and that's the thing too is like i like we talk we, everyone keeps talking about toronto in the same breath as petrangelo's free agency and signings and all that stuff every single time um but like that article that came out and like petrangelo talking to jeremy rutherford and basically like spilling his heart out and saying everything that's really on his mind in the middle of contract negotiations uh, the only the only reason he would do that is if like the last thing he wants to do is leave st louis so it's not like he's like playing hardball so he can go somewhere else or go home to toronto like he wants to be here right genuinely wants to be here right Uh, you know he's putting public pressure on on armstrong and say like hey i want to be here the fans clearly want me to be here, as yeah. you see, as they responded to this quote. Let's go. And I, at this point, I'm, I'm I'm putting my faith in Doug Armstrong. I think that he. I think I've always thought that it was up to him whether or not Petrangelo comes back. Like if he wanted to, he could make it happen. And now yeah. I'm even more convinced, kind of fully convinced of that being the, the case. So these next, I mean, the draft is in two weeks. So yeah, I'm expecting, I'm expecting, you know, Armstrong likes to, to wheel and deal at and around the draft. So I'm expecting him to be pretty busy these next few weeks. I know that there's been rumors that Blues are looking for a forward too. Who knows what they're going to, what they have yeah, up their sleeve. Their name's been thrown around in talks with uh, Mike Hoffman. Yep. And yep. I think Brock Besser too. So, 
Ooh, Either of those guys, I mean, that's going to help your power play too because both of those guys can snipe. So and probably take one timers. Interesting. <laughs> All so, right, we're going to honestly, yeah, honestly, just like a just a little little end point here. I wouldn't be surprised mm. if his contract uh, included a no trade clause or a no, no movement clause either, just because Absolutely. he wants to be here so much and stay here. Like even at the end of this next contract, like he, I guarantee he doesn't want to go like play somewhere for a year and then come back here and retire right. with the team or whatever like right he just right. wants to stay here his whole life and not uproot his family so mm-hmm. i wouldn't be surprised right. if that happened we are getting close to the end of today's episode so let's take one more short break and then we'll be right back with the wrap-up for today <laughs> all right tommy i know you talked about it yesterday but I haven't given my two cents. So NHL awards, what are your biggest takeaways, biggest surprises, biggest knee-jerk reactions? Um, I think uh, just in terms of shock value, I feel like a lot of people just expected John Carlson to win the Norris just because yep, absolutely. he had a, a ridiculous amount of points. And everyone, like in every article like that talked about him throughout the season was like, he's on pace for a Norris. Like it doesn't seem like anybody's close. And then Roman Yossi wins. But also like in terms of like an all-around defenseman and the impact that they have on their team, I feel like Roman Yossi brings more to the table. So I can't get mad at the choice, but it was uh, – it was kind of jarring to me, I guess. Okay, so here's my thing. The Norris has turned into the best offensive defenseman yeah, award. Yeah, exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think I think it's an incredibly important position to the game, and I love to see that sort of talent and ability rewarded. At the same time, Alex Petrangelo should have a Norris by now, and he doesn't because he doesn't put up enough points. Therefore, I think that they should have uh, another award for best, either best offensive defenseman or just yeah. best all-around defenseman and then make the Norris best offensive defenseman. Either way, defensive defensemen don't get enough love. However, this year I was very, very happy to see Roman Yossi win um, in that sense because I think that giving it to John Carlson would just be even further cementing it as the mm, open up, de- open up, go to NHL.com, click on defense, sort by points. There you go. There's your yep, winner. There's your voting. Um, so I'm happy to see that. Um, but at the same time, it's frustrating because John Carlson probably deserves some recognition for the season he put up. So yeah, uh, you, you heard it here first, Gary Bettman, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> I guarantee he is. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, uh, 100%. Hey, Gary, how's it going? Um, <laughs> name's Josh. I'm just, just throwing it out there. Uh, two awards. You can name it after me if you want. Yeah. I wouldn't Caution even. I wouldn't win. even mind. I would yeah. let you do that. I, I wouldn't even mind. I would only. I would only take like ten percent of the royalties. Yeah. Um, no jokes aside. Definitely, definitely was happy to see that. I think Yossi is maybe the best all around defenseman in the NHL. Um, if it's not Victor Hedman, yeah, so he's in the conversation for sure. Yeah, he's in the conversation. He's nasty. Um, good for him for getting an award this year. Uh, who else? Who else was was up there? I mean, Dry Saddle won the heart. As we as we all sort of expected, um, Hellebuck won Vesna. Hellebuck won the Vesna. Rask came in second, which was again sort of to be expected. No big surprises. Uh, Petrangelo made the second all, all second team or whatever it was called. Yeah, so that's all really NHL, that's really impressive. But they call it the All Star team, which I think is weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he got some he got some Norris votes as well. Bennington got fourth, some. Bennington got some Vesna votes. Surprisingly, yeah, one third place vote, <laughs> third which I place think vote. honestly, I, at this point, I feel like people are just 
like you vote for him because of the name, you know, how, how people get like that notoriety, like attached to their name. Cause he really didn't have that great of a season. Jake had a better season than he did. Yep. So, I mean, I, I feel like he's kind of built that persona and that like aura he's around built, him, he's I built, guess. He's built different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that people just start throwing his name in there as a placeholder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I guess another one of the surprising ones for me was uh, Tristan Jerry got a heart vote. <laughs> did he really? I didn't even see he that. He did. Tristan Jerry did get wow. a heart vote. I think it was like a fifth place vote or something. Um. Tony yeah, D'Angelo got a vote there. for Norris. Tony D'Angelo got a Norris vote. I think that's just got to be comical at that point. Drew Doughty got a Norris vote. Um, that's a notoriety vote if I've ever seen one. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. oh, man. Um, yeah, it was, it was fun. <laughs> I, I didn't even – Drew Doughty. He, he probably opened up his phone and was like, really? Me? Oh, God. Yeah. I was been... surprised that there was a bigger – or I kind of expected like a smaller gap between Dreisaitl and uh, McKinnon and Panarin. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised too. I mean, well, because I don't know if you looked at the ballots, but like too many ballots had Drysaddle first, McDavid second. Yeah, that which was dumb. I feel like if you're voting for most valuable player, voting two players from the same team yeah, sort of it, defeats they, the entire purpose. Yeah, but maybe that's just me. I don't know. I don't know. All right, I think we're getting close to the end of today's episode, but uh, yeah, we know we got the we got the Stars Lightning game tonight. Tommy, give me one lockdown player, one lockdown player, team. one lockdown player. Who's gonna be the, who's gonna be the difference maker tonight? Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, I think Jamie Ben because I feel like he was hot in the conference finals, uh, and not that he's not hot right now, but I I don't think he's at that level of heat, and I think he's gonna step it up and bring the goods tonight. So I'm taking Jamie Ben. Against my better judgment, because I hate the better judgment. But (laughs) I Um, think I think he's been playing good hockey, and I think I think he's coming out hot tonight. All right, all right. Um, My pick. I'm gonna go with Kucherov. He's had a couple assists in the series. Um, I don't know if he's found the back of the net yet. I don't know. Was he unless he scored? Unless he was their only goal in game one, which knowing my luck, he would be. Nope, it was Yanni Gord. So Kucherov has not found the back of the net this series, but he has been buzzing. He's been everywhere. Um, he's been a man on fire this postseason with yes, some sir. ridiculous plays. Um, we gotta get that. So I more. think we do. We do. We gotta make some t-shirts. Make some t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No kidding. Um, um, but I think yeah, he's probably my pick. Whereas if he shows up, if he if he finds the back of the net for the first time this series, I think he might do it uh, more than once. I think the floodgates might open and he might put up a quick three piece. Um, but watch out if he shows up to play tonight. Watch out Colin if you're, Kutra, if you're Hattie, I like it. Yeah, I mean, hey, you heard it here first. Or if he doesn't <laughs> get a Hattie, then you did not hear it here first. Yeah. Um, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Tommy, you got anything else to add before we wrap this one up? Uh, no, that's all I got. No. Thank you guys so much all for right. listening. Uh, check us out on Twitter and Instagram at LockedOnBlues. You can follow me on mm. Twitter at 12 15 You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. And as always... Let's go Blues. Yes, sir.